Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is May 1st, 2023. It is Monday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. So sometimes I listen to the podcast, Quality Control. Hey, we love it. We see it. Um, And I notice I tend to eat my words sometimes. So I'm going to practice enunciating. And I'm just letting you know if it's, if I sound different or if I, if it, honestly, if it sounds more performative, it's just because I'm trying to enunciate. Anyways, today's episode is brought to you by the magic of trees. So let's get your day going with a little check. Our quote of the day is, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel by Maya Angelou. So I am definitely familiar with this quote because it is a quote I have thought about a lot. Um, I feel like I am somebody who I feel like I, I I'm both, I'm both easy to hurt my feelings, but I'm also pretty um, easygoing and like agreeable. Like I have some things that I get really uptight about, but for the most part, um, you know, I am pretty flexible. And I think about this a lot because very often it's not always like whether you are right or wrong, but just how you made someone feel about it. And I've tried to, I think, convey this to people in my life before where sometimes if you're too critical of people in the wrong context, it just doesn't matter. And I feel like that was something that took me a really long time to learn is there are times and places and subjects about to be critical, right? In uh, academic settings, work settings, uh, if we're talking about uh, um, how we're treating people, you know. But there are some times where if you are critical of just people's general takes on things, if you're like, oh, you know what color I like? Pink. And someone's like, oh, that's a stupid pink and uh, you shouldn't like it and ah, Like, that's not the, like, that's not a time to be critical. You know what I mean? And, um, I definitely have had people in my life that I will spend less and less and less time around them because they choose to make very chill moments, like, critical. And it's just, like, so frustrating. Anyways, um, this is a quote I really like because it's the one I think about a lot, you know? Like, it doesn't matter if that pink is, a stupid pink and you might be right, but that's the wrong time to be critical. You know what I mean? So I, I have thought about this quote a lot in my life 
for various reasons, whether it's reflecting on my own self or other people and, you know. So what are we drinking today? We are drinking Sip of Spells Dark Fay, and it is a mate. And why is it called Dark Fay? Oof, you smell it, you know. It is the most seductive, uh, rich depth. Uh, it is incredible. And I named it Dark Fay because it reminded me it still had kind of summer vibes, but it's not just the Fay. It is the Dark Fay. The dark like the alternative Fay. Uh if you smell it, you get the name. It is a mate. Um it is very caffeinated, so please go into it knowing that. So after drinking a cup of this trickster mate blend, you'll feel ready to join the Fey army and take on your day. Traditional yerba mate elegantly balances the spirit of chai spices and the essence of tropical fruit undertones, culminating in a graceful mosaic of flavors. Uh, not for the faint of heart, this is one herbal blend that will give you the Fey energy you need through even the toughest of days. So very, very caffeinated. People sensitive to that, beware. Uh, in my opinion, this is the perfect fey tea because it is ideal for the tween times, between the times of dark and light, uh, as the fey would appreciate. Uh, this tea has herba mate, green rooibos, cinnamon, ginger, cardamom, orange, lemongrass, aniseed, mango pieces, cinnamon, um, and then flavorings of almond, uh, pineapple pieces and papaya flavoring as well. So you right, it's like playful but like deep and dark and oh, it's so awesome. I absolutely love it. Also, are you guys so impressed that I say rooibos correctly now? <laughs> it only took a few years. Hey. See, just bug me about it enough and I'll eventually figure it out. And that's the thing is that I don't think people realize when I get comments about how I might mispronounce something, which happens constantly. And here's the thing. I get it. I get it. I listen to podcasts and people in their normal life just mispronounce things or it's regional or they've only ever read it or, um, you know, mispronouncing a word, people act like it's some sort of violent act. It's not. It just, it happens. Obviously, don't mispronounce, mispronounce words intentionally, but it is absolutely elitist behavior to think everybody should know how to pronounce every word ever that's ever existed. Um, and as long as you're trying and you're looking up pronunciations of like names and regions and places and you're trying your best, like we all just need to relax. Um, because what people may not realize is I do look up pronunciations, but in the moment, your brain will like immediately forget them. So I've had to record the same thing like 10 times because I would listen to the pronunciation, record, and then it's almost like stage fright. Like your brain just goes blank because you know this is the important word that you've been <laughs> listening to for like... 30 minutes. So we just need to be a little easier on ourselves, but I, I do, or on people, my gosh, we are, we expect so much of other people. Um, but I do understand. I listen to podcasts and when they mispronounce a word wrong, it is like, ugh, 
you're like, oh, I know that word. They should know that word. So like, I get it. But like, anyways, let's move uh, in. No, no, we're talking about tea. We're talking about uh, Yerba Mate. So this is from NPR. Tea Tuesdays, Gift of the Moon, Bane of the Spanish, the story of Yerba Mate. So in 1616, Hernando Arias de Saavedra, the governor of Spanish province that included uh, Buenos Aires, banned the population from drinking a green herbal tea called yerba mate. Um, wow, I didn't know it was banned. Wow. The governor had seen the region's indigenous people carrying the drink with them everywhere they went. And uh, the... The Spanish just, like, just decided, gross, you know, uh, as colonizers do. <laughs> and, and uh, but, like, it started spreading, like, wildfire amongst the Spanish colonists. And uh, it went as far as Bolivia, Chile, Peru. Yeah, basically, people were like, no, the indigenous people drink this. Like, you are, you, you cannot, you're, like, too good for it. And, of course, I mean, you know, we, we know this story. You know what I mean? So, that, so, the passion for mate is still very much alive. People absolutely loved it. They could not get people to stop drinking it. And today in Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, Chile, and uh, southern Brazil, where it is um, known as Shimahau. Uh, Beloved. Beloved. I love it. When we first came out with this tea, I posted a video from one of my favorite uh, chefs from Bon Appetit, Gabby, teaching everyone on her YouTube channel how to drink it. And uh, she is a delight. So, indeed, in 2013, mate was officially declared a national infusion of Argentina, where an estimated 250,000 tons of the herb are consumed every year. Paraguay has a national uh, day, like a national yerba mate day, and the brew is now a common sight in health stores and specialized coffee shops in the U.S. So, when I saw that this tea was available from the supplier I used, I was like, oh, we, we, yes, yes, a mate. So technically mate is not a tea, rather it's an infusion. Uh, so keep in mind, okay, remember, we, we have to have a talk. Tea has to be from the tea plant. So what is the tea plant? That's going to be your black tea. That's going to be your green tea. And I think that also includes like white tea. Everything else is technically not tea. It is a herbal infusion. So again, mate, technically not a tea, herbal infusion. Um, yes. Reminder. So Uroribus, not a tea. Uh, yerba mate, technically not a tea. Herbal tea, technically not a tea. They're technically infusions. So I just don't want you to be confused. If someone goes, hey, did you know this isn't a tea? I don't want you to be like, what? Like, you know what they're talking about. So yeah, there's a special uh, straw, a bombilla, which is a metal drinking straw with a strainer at one end. And that is how you drink mate. I'll probably repost Gabby's video for you all so you can uh, see how to drink it. But yeah, it's really neat. It's uh, very much beloved and super cool. All right, witches, moving into some headlines. Oh, let me tell you, this eclipse season, and I am, you know, I'm not that person. You know, 
I'm sure you're like, oh my god, Tanya's talking about the planet so much. Like, is she a clone? Has the lizard people come and got her? No. It has just been this bad. <laughs> like, I have never in my life have experienced so many things wrong at one time. Or things falling into disrepair or problems. Like the number of problems that have come up have just been astounding. Or like things that are really simple. Like, hey, we have to, you know, we have to drop an article or we have to move an article from one month to another. The reactions are just like, like people are on edge and people want to fight, which I'm not a fan of. So let's talk about more planet stuff. Pluto is going into retrograde. And it's May 1st through October 10th. So let's see what that means. So this is from foreverconscious.com. Pluto entering into retrograde is in the sign of Aquarius. So this is the first retrograde Pluto has made in Aquarius in our entire lifetime, making it super significant. Pluto will only remain retrograde in Aquarius until June 11th when it will backtrack into Capricorn. So this is a rare window to dig deeper into the Pluto Aquarius themes. So how do we handle this? So there are two time periods we may find ourselves drawn to look at. The first is um, March 31st, but we're past that. So we now need to look, um, where are we looking? Let's see. Where are we looking? They keep changing the dates on me. Okay, so, okay, okay, okay. Basically, assess your life. You probably already have because it's saying March. So, uh, but Octo um, October, it's coming back. So it's a good time to honor, um, or I guess in May, May, May 1st. So honor any desires for quiet, reflective contemplation. Get in touch with your shadow side. Uh, confront what you are afraid of. Release what is no longer in your control and release any shadows from your past that are continue, continuing to cause blockages or pain. You want to step into your power, assess, believe situations or relationships that are making you feel powerless. And not to brag, but I've totally done this. <laughs> Journal prompts for Pluto retrograde. I can rebirth my life by. I am most afraid of. I am most powerful when. What is no longer working in my life is. I release control of. So check that out. All right, witches, I am throwing this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Monday, May 1st. The waxen gibbous moon makes perfect creases in Virgo today. Here, the moon squares Venus, trines Uranus, and opposes Neptune. We are in for some surprises today, most of which we could not possibly see coming. The opposition to Neptune clouds our vision as the trying to Uranus hides Easter eggs along our path. We'll find that it's easier to stumble on these little bits of encouragement rather than to seek them out. The square to Venus in Gemini says that if we make the effort to reach out to our friends and make this a team activity, everyone is likely to gain something from the experience. Your daily moon mantra is... If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny.
The Magic of Trees is not just a book on tree magic. It is about drawing on the strength of forests and tree energy to better connect with ourselves, other people, and the world around us. Each chapter reinforces meditations, spells, and rituals that will reconnect humanity with its roots at every stage of life. These practices take a hands-on approach to life and spiritual work. They lead to individual self-awareness and fulfillment through healthy natural practices. Plus, this text has the added benefit of fine-tuning spiritual tree connections, which never stop growing. Find the magic of trees wherever books are sold. All right, we are back. So today is Beltane. What up? Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about Beltane. Beltane is a Celtic word meaning the fires of Bel. So Bel likely refers to the Celtic god uh, Belness, and the cults used to light uh, two bonfires and, because they believed it would purify themselves as well as increase their fertility. So this comes to us from BPL.org, uh, Boston Public Library, I believe. And uh, this is really fascinating because something that isn't often looked at is, uh, and this is why we chose Dark Fae as our tea this month, uh, Beltane parallels Samhain. So Samhain really gets the uh, reputation for Thin Veil. If you look at the Wheel of the Year, Beltane is on the other side of that. It's also a Thin Veil. I just look at it a little differently, whereas I think, oh, Samhain, like the dead spirits, I think of Beltane as like the nature spirits. Um, I'm not saying that's accurate. I'm saying that's how my brain, uh, puzzles it together. I'm sure you can, uh, do the same things on either dates. Uh, but if you look at it that way, it's kind of easy to get a feel for like what the vibe is, right? So we're focusing on fertility again, thin veil spirits, people, it makes sense. People would think, oh, uh, lives come into the world easier on this day and a lot of fertility rituals. Also, it makes sense. We're moving into summer. Food is becoming a little bit more abundant and it would make sense that people would have been trying to reproduce, especially their animals. They definitely want their animals to reproduce because they probably killed a bunch during winter because they couldn't feed them. So they were like, okay, some of these animals got to go. And uh, so now's the time like, okay, now we need our animals back. So we would have been seeing a lot of reproduction. So let's talk a little bit more about Beltane or May Day. So this comes to us from Learn Religions. Beltane kicks off the merry month of May and has a long history uh, with bonfires and maypoles, dancing, lots of good old-fashioned sexual energy. Uh, I've always considered Beltane a really good time for um, initiation right? Because we have the fire. Uh, the fire is pu uh, purifying, cleansing. You can have the symbolism of jumping over a fire that is releasing what is old, burning it away, and uh, coming out cleansed and rebirthed. So if you're doing any work that where you feel like you need to start a new chapter or a new phase or a new version of yourself, or let's say you want to give yourself a new name, whether that be um, for your own re for like your own personal reasons or religiously, or maybe you're picking a pen name because you want to write poetry, like this is a good time for that. So the Celts honored the fertility gods with gifts and offerings, sometimes including animal or human sacrifices. Cattle were driven through smoke of the bale fires and blessed with health and fertility for the uh, coming year. In Ireland, the fires of Tara were the first ones lit every year of Beltane. 
Um, the Romans were known for celebrating holidays in a big way and spent the first day of May paying tribute to their gods, uh, more specifically the gods of their household. Uh, they also celebrated uh, Feralia, which was the festival of flowers, flora, floralia, which consisted of three days of unbridled sexual activity. Again, they're trying to reproduce. They're trying to um, bring life into the world. And like we said, you know, thin veil. Now's probably a good time to beckon those baby spirits, you know, in. Um, the Greeks also had their, uh, they had their own thing. Uh, in May, the Greeks celebrated uh, Plytera, let's see, Plantaria, which was in honor of Athena, the goddess of wisdom and battle, and the patroness of city Athens. So this ritual would include cleansing of Athena's statue, uh, along with feasting and prayers. So uh, we see a lot happening. Now, we're going to go over 10 May Day festival facts, and this is from Mental Floss. So, number one, Beltane marks the end of spring and beginning of summer. Ugh. Beltane is one of the four ancient Gaelic seasonal festivals. Uh, the other ones are Lunasa, Samhain, and Embolc. Beltane originated in Celtic Britain. Also, I'm not, uh, I'm not, like, fully stamping all of these facts. It's, like, fully factual. It's the internet. Uh, Beltane originated in Celtic Britain. Also, people just love to kind of argue with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I will never meet uh, two historians or pagans who agree on the same stuff. Anyways, uh, Beltane was originated in Celtic Britain. So um, Beltane was celebrated across the Gaelic Celtic regions of the British Isles. Beltane is definitely a thousand years old, but probably older. Bonfires are the star of the show. Uh, Beltane customs got superstitious because people were keen to please fairies, which we will talk more about. We actually have a wonderful guest coming on to talk about the Fae. So if you have any questions about the Fae or working with the Fae or anything like that, we have probably the like number one expert coming on to talk with us about it. So please send in your questions. Uh, now is the time to get your question answered on the Fae. Uh, Beltane was celebrated into the 19th century, and Beltane it, uh, has been revived with the neo-pagan uh, and Wiccan movement. So, yeah, uh, they still have the Beltane Fire Festival in Edinburgh, uh, Scotland. So you can, uh, if you were to ever go there and want to celebrate that, that would be really cool. And then if you live in the Southern Hemisphere, you celebrate Beltane on November 1st. All right, witches, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. We always go a little long on Monday because I always have rants or things to say. And don't hold me to any of it because <laughs> I don't know. I have feelings and it's the first time I've probably talked to someone ranty in like a few days. Uh, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. Uh, our first shout out is listener Sherry Taylor. Sherry, you glowing, glowing sun goddess. Elaine, Alicia, Elaine, you kind, wise sunset. Oh, that's sweet. That's the best sunset. Uh, Bea Frias, you noble, luminous kitten. And Kat J, uh, you loyal, cunning kraken. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And before we leave today, we do have a card pull. Our card is the Five of Pentacles from the Buffy 
tarot deck. I hope everyone's enjoying this. Even if you're not into Buffy, it's still fun, I hope. Uh, let's see. The lesson of the Five of Pentacles can be learned in two words. Cordelia Chase. You may be feeling like you've lost everything, your money, your status, your popularity. It may seem as though life has kicked your butt and left you in an alley to suffer. But what about you? St- but what about what you stand to gain? Oh, oh, this is hitting me in the feelings. Uh, Cordelia lost friends when she embraced a loving relationship. She developed stronger work ethic and resilience and used her setbacks to build strength. So can you. Oh. I needed that. All right, witches. Um, it is the beginning of the month. That means uh, I have readings going out to my Patreon people. So if you are in the Patreon tier where you get a reading every two months, the email has gone out. Go check it out. Um, it takes me, honestly, the whole month to get through all of them. But I really love doing it. I love connecting with you guys. And um, I love the feedback I get. So, Yes. And that's it. Don't forget any books, sex, headline sources. Anything we've referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>